Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The GX on Agriculture podcast is brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. When you're in the market for a new Ford, stop by Future Ford for a great selection of new and used vehicles. GX on Agriculture with Doug Falconer. Good afternoon and welcome to GX on Agriculture. Coming up on today's program, the latest Saskatchewan crop report is out and seeding is all but done Across the province, we'll hear from Matt Struthers with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The grasshopper season is off to an early start with a growing number of producers spraying for the insects. We'll hear from James Tanzi, the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture's insect specialist on that. The bill to exempt grain drying and heating barns from the federal carbon tax is now in the committee stage, but there's hope that it will be passed before the end of the month. We'll hear from APAS President Ian Boxall on that. And it was week seven of the spring edition of GX94 Supper in the Field last night. We went to the Derek Rogers Farm northeast of Saltcoats, and we will have our interview with him. All of those stories and much more coming up on today's edition of GX and Agriculture. But first, it's time for the Agriculture Outlook with Precision Weather. And that's a presentation of Milligan Bio. Milligan Bio now offers bio meal for your livestock, giving your animals more protein, more energy, and more of what they need. It's also brought to you by Sean Prahitka, your Remax Blue Chip Ag Division Specialist. Agriculture Outlook with Precision Weather. With Phil Spivak from Precision Weather and Phil here in the Yorkton area, we've been getting some shower activity on and off this morning. Could this continue this afternoon? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, cloudiness and some little showers that are left over. There is not uh, any heavy rain for us at this point. It's all moved eastward. And even when I say heavy, it's not very heavy. It's uh, mostly light to slightly less light showers, we'll say. Uh, most of that now moving into western Manitoba, and the stuff that's left over on the Saskatchewan side, even less significant. So sprinkles, drizzle, uh, brief light showers around the next few hours, and then from there we'll be partly to mostly sunny, or at least partly. But let's not get too optimistic because the clearing will be slow. Some of us will get to that mostly sunny, but because it is progressing slowly, some of us won't quite get to mostly likely partly at least. Temperature 24 this afternoon. The wind has turned into the south. It'll stay there. They go to the southwest tonight down to 12. A partly cloudy sky should get rid of those thicker clouds everywhere uh, by later on tonight. Mostly sunny day on tap for tomorrow. Nice one with a high of 23. Pretty close to average for this time of year. Sunshine on Saturday too. The weekend, we're going to look for a dry weekend with a little star because there is at least a chance that a couple of showers cut through during the night. Shouldn't impact Saturday daytime, shouldn't impact Sunday daytime. It would be middle of the night we're watching, so we'll keep that uh, threat there. But uh, other than a little bit of wet ground from any of those showers that do hit through the night, the weekend just fine. We're warmer too, 26 on Saturday, 27 on Sunday, and a partly sunny sky for Monday, 25. That looks to be the end of the dry. Showers come in at night and likely continue into Tuesday. That's Phil Spivak from Precision Weather. 
Temperatures around the region this hour. The Paw is at 17 degrees. Swan River, 16. Dauphin, 21. Brandon, 20. Show Lake Russell, 18. Roblin, 15. Regina, Indian Head, and Winyard Wadena Kelvington all reporting in at 19 degrees. Saskatoon, 15. Hudson Bay, Broadview, Mooseman, 18. The Yorkton-Melville region has a cloudy sky, a south wind at 15 kilometers an hour. 69% is the relative humidity. The temperature is 18 degrees. Yesterday, Yorkton reached a high of 24 degrees and dropped to a low of 10 degrees. There was no precipitation recorded in the 24-hour period ending at midnight last night. The normal high for this date is 22 degrees. The normal low is 9 degrees. The sun rose in Yorkton at 4.34 this morning, and it will set at 9.07 tonight. Extreme temperatures for Manitoba and Saskatchewan yesterday. The Manitoba hotspot was Melita at 28 degrees. The cold spot was Kelsey Dam at minus 1. The Saskatchewan hotspot yesterday was Canada's hotspot. Moose Jaw got up to 32 degrees. The cold spot in Saskatchewan was Cypress Hills Provincial Park at plus 5 degrees. Beef and Forage Report. The federal government and Saskatchewan are announcing $18 million for an organization that provides disease diagnosis, surveillance, research, and support for animal health and welfare. They say the funding will support prairie diagnostic services in Saskatchewan over the next five years. Marie-Claude Bibeau, Minister of Agriculture, says understanding and containing disease outbreaks is key to safeguarding producers' animals and maintaining the international reputation of our agricultural industry. The funding is part of a $3.5 billion investment by Canada's federal, provincial and territorial governments that supports Canada's agri-food and agri-product sectors. And that's today's Beef and Forage Report. It's time now for the Ag Review portion of our program, and that's a presentation of New Era Ag Technologies in Swan River. Future Ford has been serving the Melville area for over 30 years. They focus on the future. Their staff are ready for what's to come. Ford Tech is changing all the time with new vehicle technology like EV, self-driving, and more. Get ready to drive into the future. Why? Because the future is Future Ford. GX94. Agri-Review. Bungie's planned acquisition of Viterra would make the world's biggest oilseed crusher even more dominant and secure a large role in the expanding renewable diesel industry, although it may face competition hurdles. Under the deal to create an agricultural giant worth about $34 billion U.S., including debt, Bungie's crushing capacity will increase by nearly one-third to 75 million metric tons annually, adding plants in Europe, Canada and Argentina. The deal would make the combined company better able to capitalize on an anticipated surge in demand for soybean and canola oil to produce biofuels in coming years than its rivals, 
but more consolidation in the industry leaves farmers with fewer buyers for their crops. Though its grain trading business is smaller than rivals Cargill and ADM, U.S.-based Bungie is already the world's largest oilseed processor and producer of vegetable oil. Although canola prices have been somewhat erratic over the last weeks, they, along with other oilseeds, have generally rebounded. That's according to trader Ken Ball of PI Financial in Winnipeg. Ball notes there's been a good amount of short covering in soy oil at the Chicago Board of Trade as markets position themselves for an announcement from the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. The EPA had been scheduled to unveil its blending requirement for biodiesel from now through to 2025 just yesterday. However, the agency postponed its announcement to June 21st. In turn, that initially pushed down prices for soy oil, which already had been oversold, but later the commodity turned around to push higher. Ball cautioned that the last time the EPA made such an announcement, it resulted in sharp drops in soy oil and other vegetable oils. According to a Kyiv-based research center, Ukraine's agricultural sector could take 20 years or more in parts to recover from the ravages of Russia's full-scale invasion. Ukraine is a major global grower and exporter of wheat, corn, sunflower and sunflower oil, but its production has fallen sharply since the war started in February of 2022. According to the modeling results, some of the sectors will not reach the pre-war levels even after seven years of peace. It said the sunflower, barley and wheat sectors were expected to recover by 2040, while the maize, rye, oats and rapeseed sectors were expected to recover by 2050. Ukraine harvested 106 million metric tons of grain and oilseed in 2021 before the invasion, but output could decrease to around 65 million metric tons in 2023. Aurora Cannabis reported revenue in its latest quarter rose compared with a year ago, helped by its acquisition of Bevo AgTech, a supplier of vegetable seedlings and flowers last year. The company says the increase came as its adjusted earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation and amortization totaled $310,000 for the quarter ended March 31st, compared with a loss of $10 million a year earlier. Net revenue totaled $64 million for what was the company's third quarter, up from $50.4 million in the same quarter last year. Aurora says medical cannabis revenue for the quarter totaled $38 million, down from $39.4 million due to limited supply of high-demand products in certain European markets as the company had production issues at its Nordic production facility. A BC city normally known for its dairy and animal agriculture products is hosting its first-ever vegan food festival. The Vegan Foodie Festival is hosted by local grocery store The Veganist for its one-year anniversary since opening, and co-founder Logan Bryan says vegan products have been welcomed by, quote, the majority of the community. Organizers say, however, that there were instances of harassment since the store opened, and the festival is meant to encourage everyone to learn more about vegan food and lifestyles. The event is scheduled to take place on Saturday, at Chilliwack Central Community Park.
And be sure to listen to the latest GX on Agriculture podcast. It's brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Welcome back to GX on Agriculture. I'm Doug Falconer. It's cloudy and 18 degrees in the Yorkton-Melville region. I'll have your complete weather details coming up at the top of the hour. But first, it's time for the livestock market conditions, and they're a presentation of Heartland Livestock in Yorkton. Livestock market conditions. U.S. live cattle futures for August closed at 171.07 today. That's up 10. October live cattle closed at 174.35, up 22. August feeder cattle closed at 234.12, down 177. September feeder cattle closed at 237.52, down 160. July lean hogs closed at 91.62, down 85. August lean hogs closed at 90.30, up 62. And that's the livestock market conditions. Now it's time for the Heartland Livestock Report from Yorkton. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for the week of June the 14th. What an awesome day we had yesterday. 700 head in the pre-shirt from one gentleman. Another 425 head in the regular sale. 450 cows and bulls with another 15 cow-cap pairs on the side with a whopping 1,600 head for the day. This cow and bull market selling steady with last week. D1, D2 cows, 142 to 152, sales to 157, 158, D3 cows, 132 to 142. Cows with lumps and bumps and weaker cows, 80 to 90. Cows are averaging 145. From that good Q area, 1,600 pound cows topped out at 158. Good bulls, 153 to 163, sales to 172, 173. Bulls are averaging 163. All the way from Wadena area, a 2,000 pound bulls at 177.50. This feeder market continues to surprise everyone. What a sale. Listen up. 500-pound steers, 405. 575-pound steers, 391. 92 black steers weighing 650 pounds, they topped out at 366. Tan steers at 650 pounds, they topped out at 374. My favorite pen, 710-pound tan steers at 333. 785-pound steers at 312. 850-pound steers, 295, and 950-pound steers, 281. On the heifer side, 575-pound black heifers, 325. 650s at 318. 710s at 284. 785-pound heifers, 285. 820s at 276. And 925-pound heifers at 257. Highlight of the morning, a package of 26 black red exotic steers, 860 pounds, they topped out at 297. And 710 pound tan heifers, they topped out at 291. Congratulations to you, Corey, and your family from Benito. A job well, well done. What a pair sale we had also. 15 pairs. Top pair sold for 36.50. Bottom pair was 31.50. Average was 3,400. Next week, regular sale. Receiving 8 to 8. On Tuesday, we changed our routine here a bit here on a Wednesday. A Wednesday, on Wednesday, we sell feeder cattle first at 8 o'clock, 
and then sell cows and bulls after the feeder sale. The pears will still sell at 11. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. Welcome back to GX on Agriculture. Most Saskatchewan producers have finished seeding. Crops Extension Specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture, Matthew Struthers, says 99% of the crop is now in the ground. You know, that's right where we should be uh, for this time of year. And there's a little bit of delay, you know, just with some heavy rains. Uh, but those those fields are being seeded now. And then the last of the crop that's going in is mostly going in for green feed. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's that's not a, a huge deal for a lot of producers to put in a little bit later. So uh, we're looking very good so far. There were heavy thunderstorms over the past week. But Struthers says those were localized to some areas. You know, hail and also rain that came down. So there was a bit of flooding damage, a little bit of hail damage, and and all those producers are are happy to see that moisture. Uh, It's always a hassle to see that uh, damage come with it as well. So hopefully it's, uh, you know, it it doesn't uh, affect that crop long term, but it's, you know, on the one hand, it's still very good to get that moisture as well. The crop report says this rain will help crops get through this month into the hot days of July, as well as help pastures that are struggling due to dry conditions. Speaking of dry conditions, Struthers says topsoil moisture conditions slightly declined due to high daytime temperatures, strong winds, and some areas missing out on the rain. For for the province, uh, for uh, for cropland, it's rated as 2% surplus, 66% adequate, 28% short, and 4% very short. Uh, and hay and pasture land is rated as 1% surplus, 60% adequate, 33% short, and 6% very short. So, um, you know, although that, that rain did fall and help some producers, there's many producers out there that it's still very dry for. And we would like to see, you know, less localized rain, you know, that heavy rainfall and, and more of a general soaking rain uh, across multiple regions. Rainfall amounts varied around Saskatchewan. It was highly localized, so, you know, in some areas they only got two mills, like the Whitewood area, um, but down in uh, the Shaunavan area they got um, 54. So that's, you know, that's, a, that's quite a range and that's a lot of water to come down in, in, uh, in a very short period of time. Uh, you know, Halford got five mills, 24 mills in the Glassland area, uh, and then also in, the, in some areas the hail was uh, heavy enough that it kind of looked like it snowed. So hopefully the, the damage, like I said, isn't too severe, but producers will be out there assessing that and and seeing how their crop might bounce back. In terms of crop damage, he says most of it was from drought stress in localized areas where it's dry still. Mostly on lighter textured soils or, or hilltops. Um, and that crop's just struggling a little bit more, um, as well as, you know, flooding damage from the heavy rains that we experienced, then also insects, um, you know, flea beetles, grasshoppers, and cutworms are, are all being reported as, as causing a little bit of damage here and there, and, and some areas uh, more severe than others. And, and of course, now that uh, we're into June here, the gophers are up with a force, and, and they're also causing a bit of damage. So producers are doing everything they can to, uh, to control those pests and, and keep that, uh, that, that pressure down uh, and that, that damage down as well. Despite all that, Struthers says crop development has been good overall. You know, compared to the last uh, couple years, uh, development is right where it should be. So about 85% of fall cereals, 83% of pulses, 
76% of spring cereals and oilseed uh, crops are all at their normal stages. So really, really high percentage of the crops that are in their normal uh, percentage of development. Uh, that's really, really promising. Uh, you know, as in previous years, we've we've seen those that development uh, be farther ahead or farther behind due to that those the, the drought conditions we had in 21 and 22. So really good to see that most crops are sitting in that that normal range. Matt Struthers is a crops extension specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture based in Moose Jaw. Commodities Update. Canola futures closed up very sharply right across the board today. July canola closed at 7.15.10. That's up $20.90. November canola closed at $693 per metric ton, up $21.10. July Minneapolis wheat closed at 8.32 and 3 quarters, up 23 and a half cents. July Kansas City wheat closed at 8.12 and 3 quarters, up 27 cents. July Chicago wheat closed at 6.61 and a half. That's up 31 and a quarter cents. July corn closed at 6.23 and a quarter, up 15 and a half cents. July soybeans closed at 14.28 and a quarter. That's up 40 cents. July oats closed at 4.03 and a quarter, up 14 cents. And that's the commodities update. Good afternoon. Welcome back to GX on Agriculture. I'm Doug Falconer. Week 7 of the spring edition of GX 94 Supper in the Field took us to the Derek Rogers Farm northeast of Saltcoats last night. After supper, I spoke with Derek about having supper in the farmyard he grew up in. Nelson's had it for probably 50 years now, and then I'm second generation, so we're just carrying on here. So how many acres did you seed this spring? We farmed about 2,000 acres. And what did you seed? Uh, Wheat and canola, about 50-50 split. And did you have any trouble getting it in or did you get it in pretty quickly once the weather smartened up? Uh, No, it was a really good spring. We had a couple of rains but it really didn't shut us down for much longer than an afternoon or a morning or something like that. So it was really good. So when did you finish seeding? Uh, A week ago probably now. And when I called you, you were hoping to get some spraying done. Did you get any spraying done? Yeah, I did. I was just fueling up, and then after I talked to you, I went and got at it. So did a little bit before the wind got too bad today. So. And uh, as for prices, do you keep a pretty close eye on the prices? Does that help you decide what to seed, or do you always seed the same thing? Yes and no. We, uh, when it got wet for those years, the wheat and canola paid the bills, so we just haven't got out of that habit yet. But we're working on it slowly. Hopefully in a few years or in the next few years, try some, you know, get into the malt barley and back into oats and stuff like that. Do you have any hired help or do you do it yourself? Uh, no, just Nelson and I and uh, my, uh, my mom Marlene, she uh, helps out when she can. She um, go for meals, that's kind of stuff. And then I got a brother who help out when we're busy, harvest time, stuff like that. So most time just three of us so okay and when i called you to tell you you'd won supper in the field you were pretty surprised well i guess so i never think you're gonna win anything so it's it was nice and it's turned out to be a real nice afternoon so this has worked out well and you didn't enter i understand yeah my girlfriend dina stroshan entered me and uh, she couldn't be here today so 
which is too bad, but I'll have to deal with that when she gets back. Yeah. <laughs> Did you enjoy the supper and all the prizes that went with it? Everything was wonderful. Thank you guys very much for coming out, and yeah, it's been great. That's Derek Rogers, who farms in the Saltcoats District. Our sponsors for GX94 Supper in the Field are Milligan Bio, Farm Credit Canada, Gowan Canada, Sask Milk, Jump.ca, LDC, Smith Steel, Minute Muffler and Brake, Yorkton Auction Centre, Maple Ag and Outdoor, the Saskatchewan Institute of Agrologists, the Chalet Restaurant, and Razor Cellar at the Yorkton Hotel. It's now 1 o'clock in Saskatchewan, 2 o'clock in Manitoba. Time to check the GX94 Precision Weather Forecast. For the Quill Lakes, Hudson Bay, Swan River, Broadview, Mooseman, Indian Head, and Yorkton, Melville, Roblin, Russell regions today. Partly sunny with a 30% chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms, more likely in western Manitoba. Winds south-southeast at 10 to 20 and a high of 24 degrees. For tonight, partly cloudy. Winds west-southwest at 10 to 20, a low of 12. For tomorrow, mainly sunny. Winds west-northwest at 15 to 25, a high of 23, an overnight low of 13. For Saturday, partly to mainly sunny, with a few clouds moving in, and a 20% chance of evening showers. Winds south-southwest at 10 to 20, a high of 26. For Sunday, partly to mainly sunny, a high of 27. And Monday, partly sunny, with a 20% chance of evening showers, a high of 25. In the Paw, it's 17 degrees, Swan River 16, Dauphin 21, Brandon 20, Show Lake Russell 18, Roblin 15. Regina, Indian Head, Winyard, Wadena, Kelvington all reporting in at 19 degrees, Saskatoon 15, Hudson Bay, Broadview, Mooseman, 18. The Yorkton-Melville region has a cloudy sky, a south wind at 15 kilometers an hour. 69% is the relative humidity. The temperature is 18 degrees. That's your agriculture weather, and that'll do it for GX on Agriculture for today. Be sure to tune again tomorrow at 12.15 Saskatchewan time for another edition of the program. It's time now for the news and sports headlines. The GX on Agriculture podcast has been brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get rolling again sooner.